Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. Boom! Live from the apocalypse. Then, now, and forever. <laughs> Motherfucking call out culture, free music empire, crossover, part do. You know what I mean? So far, we're down 01, Alaska. I'm not with that shit. They, they fucking snuck up on us, man. We got a little too lax. We had home court, came in and dunked all my fucking shit like Trey Young against the Sixers. Wow, man. I'm not having it. So if you heard the other, the our first crossover collabo, we were talking 50 Cent, get Richard Die trying with our esteemed guests on this podcast now, Dan O, motherfucking K Diggy, <laughs> two most handsome rap motherfuckers in Maine I ever met. I can say that clearly. You know what I mean, yep. it's between you guys and Soul, yep. right? Yep. S O L E. You win. So what? What? Welcome to our show now, man. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, I would, I would, I would have handicapped us as like minus three and a half, but it might, might be a deadlock for this one. You know what I mean, he came in and smacked us real quick with the fifty cent one. I was going. So Curly Castro is on the road now with Prem Rock. So go see them if they're in your towns. They've been killing it with Arm and Hammer. Um, I was I was gracious and lucky enough to be on stage um, when they opened up in Philly, and then um, they've been in Vermont, Maine. Uh, I don't know where the fuck they are. They're somewhere up there, Providence, uh, whatever. Check them out. Ben and Jerry's headquarters. They're rocking there tomorrow. It's gonna be wild eating that Stephen Colbert ice cream. Uh, so we got Alaska here. Alaska's yeah. alive. He's rocking the the merch of the enemy, but whatever. Yeah. Hey man, hey, you know, we're here. Came in the mail today. Got to wear it. We got to Good call. And speaking right. of things in the mail, I did get my. I told the guys right. My sons of Andre, uh, Dungeons of Doom CD from Chumzilla and Scorsese. So, she looks incredible. It came with a wonderful, uh, gigantic um, Zip Squad, Jihad, Scorsese shells, Lord Jones giant postcard, and then a postcard of Alaska looking like dude from Umbrella Factory, Umbrella, Umbrella Academy. <laughs> With you know, Jason meets Rob Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're an investor in subordinate records or our people, if you fuck with human zoo, you fuck with fireside chats on Zavandre, all that shit. Cop it. All right. Best merch in the game, dude. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So we're lucky our, our 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 friends are here tonight. First yeah. ever crossover on our platform. Yeah. So we talked uh we talked 50 cent, get Richard Die trying with the fellas, uh as their readers poll said that was the best rap album for hooks. That was the winner. Um, so now we're going to talk about on our show. What are the other great rap albums for pure hooks only? So I'll say when I voted on that poll, my choice was Biz Marquee going off. Mm. That to me was up there. But then when I saw the other uh, comments coming in, one that I I love so much and I've really never talked about on the show a lot is Cypress Hill Black Sunday. Ooh. That was a great call, whoever. So shout out to whoever follows Free Music Empire, Dan, yep. Keyboard Colossus. Um, that that was I've used so many things from that record in terms of like B Real's approach to hooks, where like they're very simple and anybody can do them. You know what I mean? But like when the shit goes down, you better be ready. Like anyone could do that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you know, cock the hammer. It's time for action. Cock the hammer. Like, you know, insane in the membrane. Like all that shit is just so basic. When you hear albums like that, you're like, why didn't I think of that? You know what I mean? As, as a rapper yourself. But outside of those choices, um, what are some of your guys' go-to albums for hooks? We talked about 50 already. I said Bismarck when I voted. I love the Cypress Hill joint. What do you guys got? Dan, as our guest, I'll let you jump in first. <laughs> well, so I'll say, like, most of my hooks, like, my learning about hooks comes from when I was stationed in Fort Hood. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to give, give proper appreciation and love to my best friend for a year, uh, Al Robinson, who's from Southwest Atlanta. He said he went to school with like the Dungeon Family Click. Damn. Those dudes. It was like, he was like breaking down those dudes 
before I knew anything, he was like, you like Outcast? Wait till you hear Sleepy Brown. Like he was like, he knew all the shit. So oh, wow. his best friend was this other dude, Rashawn Andrews. And they had this, you know, the way like kids from my school would trade jokes from Seinfeld. Right. Sing hooks from a 1997 album called Organized Bass. What is that? Hilo Ali, Organized Bass. I've never heard of these cats. This is just a dude trying to, yeah, you got to find the album cover. I'm trying to switch it to the thing. It won't work. The, uh, but yeah, Hilo Ali, Organized Bass. It was, it was, I hated it when they played it. I hated it. It was so silly. It was so dumb. Um, and it, it's crazy because Hilo Ali is Atlanta all the way. I mean, we're talking about, really? uh, yeah, CeeLo's on this album. Uh, Big Boy's on this album in 97. Like, this is real. So, Whoa. but the production is Miami bass style production. It's fast. Huh. Crazy. So, and it's, it's such a beautifully southern album in terms of like we go from i got some hooks written down here t- to show you how insane this is like uh oh, this is kilo ali uh, apparently this dude went to jail also i believe it i believe this, it. the six-year bid so he has he has a song called uh love in her mouth sure oh. as one does we're making love all in a mouth and it, it goes from there uh but then he has like a song that's like so right after the you should have fellatio on me is like lost your mind on me <laughs> yes 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 through <laughs> me i always appreciate when it's on me or instead of with like yeah like where oh. i made love on her yeah <laughs> <laughs> He has lost your mind, which is so serious and so religious. It's so I love that he's just some of y'all done lost your mind. Oh Lord, some of y'all done lost, lost your, mind. your mind. And it made me cry, cry, cry. And he says it four times. And then he at the end of the song, there's this beautiful one where he goes five times. He says, Money and clothes, femurs and bows. I'd rather go to heaven than any other. And so there's this like religious like you know southern thing but then it's like so, oh. it, it's so amazing it's so, so it's so beautifully southern rap that's great i never heard shouts to you bringing that one to the mix holy yeah. shit what about you diggy so how i i want to ask is how would we each define what is a good hook oh. i think that's important to, discuss, okay. to determine the criteria before yeah. we Okay. All right. I'll break it down like this. So my first rap group I was in, my rap partner was a fucking pretty boy, like Jerry Curl, not Jerry. He like curly haired ass, light skinned dude who was like rocking the whole Usher blazers with the jeans and the fitted look like that was his shit. Like he was really on his ass. He would take like an hour and a half to get ready to go out as a dude. Um, And he was not he wasn't very good um, as a as a bar spitter. But he was really, really, really good at hooks. And so he used to critique me and criticize me. And I was very young and, and insecure and had thin skin. Right. But he broke it down for me back then because I, all my hooks were like Raekwon, like Remedy, Vinny Paz, like Prodigy shit, which is basically like a verse, but short. And he was like, nah, dude, the verse has got to be the verses, but the hook's got to be like one or two lines max like it needs it needs to be totally separate and it took me years to figure out how like turn that part of my brain off so he was really big on slum village right and at the time i didn't like slum at all i was like these dudes are fucking trash but we would be in his car and all he would ever play was no he didn't drive it he fucking freeloaded off me and his his girlfriend he would always play jd fuck the police on a count of three, say, fuck the police. One, two, three, fuck the police. And like that was the formula right there. Something as simple as that. On a count of three, say, fuck the police. 
something super easy you can say all day and night you know what i mean so like he brought that into my periphery to understand like the hook needs to have the stickiness factor you don't even get a member of the verse and coming from like a super lyrical you know point of view as a writer back then it was very hard to get my head around but for me like that's when you think of the song and you think of the hook first that's the shit you're like that's to me is like and then, so if you think of a certain record where you're like oh that album's got all these crazy hooks and hits that i go to for that to me that would be like how you might line it up you know what i mean yep so that's why i said like my, my thing was like biz going off you know what i mean something like that where every song has like a crazy hook and then when you go through his first three albums are all like that the hooks are just all on fire more so like the actual bars or the concepts or something. You know what I mean? Yep. Whereas now it's weird because, you know, everything is hooks. All the verses are hooks, like all contemporary rap. Yep. <laughs> I, yeah. I would, Alaska, I would say that a great hook is like a face hugger from Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> it takes you over. You have no choice. Mm-hmm. You're singing it in the supermarket. You're ashamed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah. I would say, think of what Missy Elliott does. Oh, yeah. yo, mm. let me tell you something real quick, man. We were, um, we, we, my wife, we were coming back from somewhere. We went on this big hike over the weekend, right? The day, the day of the Arm and Hammer show, we hike five fucking miles and get lost, right? Yeah. Burn like nine hundred calories, right? But on the way, she had this playlist on Spotify called Door Knockers, and it was all like female rappers: Bahamadia, Queen Latifah, Moni Love missy lauren hill all that shit right so they're like all these random missy songs were sprinkled through it but like but all different stages of her career right so when when uh, i can't stand the rain comes on every couplet of that song is a fucking hook yep yeah i feel the wind eight five six seven eight nine ten beep beep who got the keys to the jeep from that's a hook you know what i mean <laughs> just that shit Right there, it'd be me, 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 and Timothy. Like that's a hook. That's not rapping. You know what I mean? Right. Mm. Like every couplet on that whole shit. Freaky, 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 freaky. You know what I mean? She does that shit on the verse. Like, yeah. You know, can we get freaky tonight? Like Coco, Doyo, but with my yo-yo. You know what I mean? She's just riding that shit. It's not really but people like you would see some people. This cash money happens with this where they. They spoke in hooks. Everything was a hook. You right. Know? Oh. Yep. Like you know? Biggie. Biggie was that way. Any two-bar couplet from Biggie is a hook. His whole catalog. Every fucking song. I can feel you with real millionaire shit. That's called gold. My car gold. 160s. Swiftly. Wrecked by a new run. Your crew run. That, that's, oh, that, that's all a hook. I know you. Sick of this. Name brand. Flows girl, say he sweet like licorice. Like that's that's all choruses. You know what I mean? I have, to, I have to ask Alaska something because there was a part, there was a time in New York history where I feel like New York hated good hooks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to death jokes. <laughs> you, you like, you like, so what what were you in the middle of that? Did you how when did you grow out of that? How did you how how was that process for you? Um, I mean, when we were like young, we were doing like five minute songs that were all verse. Like it was <laughs> painful to listen to. I could imagine. Um, but I think when we when we got signed to jokes, like our sort of idea at that time was like, if you have a banging beat and banging hooks, you could do whatever the fuck you want. Yep. Right. Like so okay. that that was sort of like our ethos. I don't know if we had banging beats or banging hooks, but that's what we were gunning for. Like with Hangar 18. So we wanted to make three minute rap songs to like, you know, nothing more than that. Nothing mm. too crazy. We wanted it to be a dope ass beat and have a catchy hook and then right. style out in the verse because, you know, like that's what underground was. But we felt like, you know, if people can get away with saying absolutely nothing or like just some like real simple shit. Right. And people only care about the hook anyway. Mm. Why couldn't we like drop crazy verses make a real catchy hook and have like a catchy beat mm. like that that was sort of our ethos so i think in a lot of ways 
we were always like the the redhead stepchild on jokes i think because we weren't dark right. we weren't brooding mm. you know we weren't like look at my damage our shit was like hey let's get drunk and have fun right like even our stage show was that like we were like we just wanted to have fun like we would just like go into like improv sets like doing skits out of the movie juice like in the middle of a set for no reason at all like just whatever felt right we would just do it like to work the crowd um so like we weren't i think we were really different than the rest of jokes as far as like that was concerned right um so yeah like we were heavy into hooks always you know except when we were doing like five minute rap songs when we first saw it <laughs> but yeah mm. So, so does that uh, enlighten you a little bit, KD? Yeah. You know, so that, that actually kind of helps spark my pick. So I think for me, like the out, I mean, there have been like a lot of, as I told you before we were on the show, like um, I didn't really start getting into hip hop till maybe the late 90s, early 2000s. Bet. And so there's been like a lot of great hooks. Like I, First thing that popped in my mind was like Ha by Juvenile and Back That Ass Up. Mm-hmm. Um, back that yeah. thing up. Um, mm-hmm. But I, listening to the album, they were both off 400 Degrees, but listening to the album, there weren't like a lot of other hooks that uh, okay. kind of stood out to me in that way. Mm. So I think for me, like consistency wise, the album that had the most consistently good hooks for me, in my opinion, was probably Lord Willing by the Click. Ooh. Yeah, that's a great. Call. When the last time you heard it like this? That's yeah, so get so get flip. right there. And and I think for me, like it was just like a mix. I mean, it was just uh, that album was where a whole bunch of worlds, uh, musical worlds, collided. Mm. Uh, you know, they were had some hooks where the clips uh, handled the duties. There were some hooks where uh, Pharrell hooked handle the duty mm. uh, i think they had a faith evans hook they had a Khalees hook yes um so it was just for me that's where all of the worlds mixed and it just came out to be like a really solid album that's fun. and very that's accessible as well that's a great pick i mean grind you know pick. the weird thing is like i went back to hell hath no fury which is like one of my favorite albums ever love that but album. the the best hook on Hell Hath No Fury is a Pharrell hook. Hello, new world. Here we come on the Twinkie trains with the hood screaming. I'm on my way. Is our rap, but let's believe them things still get pop, pop, pop. Like, he, that's the only hook he really does. You know what I mean? And the rest of the album is just like really ill, but Pusha does the bulk of the hooks and they're just not as good as the Pharrell one. <laughs> like, yeah. you, just, you just can't compete. You know what I mean? Like, uh, he, but it, when grind and hit, when grind and hit, and the video is just them in all black, they the throwback joint, the same. They're yeah. just rapping about cocaine, never changing their faces, and you were like, "You can do this on the radio." It was like, yeah. it just felt like because we were coming out of like chicken and beer and all this shit, right? But we were like, "This is hard. Like, what is this?" Grind it, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it was, it was just so polished with the Neptune's production as well. Oh. So it was like, it was like a contradiction. It was like a surprise that I think really fucked like a lot of people up. Like how could something so like, I mean, I think there was a lyric on uh, 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 Lord Willing where he was talking how everyone was, you know, a fuss about it, but he was just like, oh, what's the fucking fuss about? Like this happens every day. So <laughs> to have like that juxtaposition of like that polished synthetic Neptune sound with like this oh. really street grimy raps was like something that I think fucked a lot of people up. Yep. That's so good. That's a great yeah, pick. 100%. Lord well, Willen's a good gym album too. I like playing oh, this shit at the gym. Yeah. Oh. And it was, you know, Jay went up to them and said, you guys rap about cocaine too much. And then signed <laughs> Jeezy immediately. You know what they should have turned around him. You don't rap about drugs enough anymore, bro. Yeah, fuck you out of here. 401ks. Yeah, bro. Like 403b plan. Fuck you. <laughs> Yo, my Roth, my Roth IRA's popping. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yep. What? Uh, oh, he, here's one I thought of too. Ti King. 
Oh, mm, that has some good ass hooks on it. Dude, front to back, king back. What you know about that? Yeah. Talking to you. Fucking yeah. why you want it? That, oh, oh my God. Water that shit. Shit, um, why you want to go out? Oh, well, that, that's on. Uh, I think that's on oh, Urban that's Legend. Not- Right, right, legend. Legend, right. Same thing, Mike. Yo, bring them out, bring them out. Anything yeah. with with Swizz is gonna be a fucking smash. Yeah, you know what I mean, stand stand up guy. That's on King. I remember, like when when I heard, yo, I was the most southern hating ass dude outside of organized confusion. Like I just I just didn't connect for me. And then my my one man, shouts to Starkey, who's a big electronic producer, but he was in my group. He was like really big on like Lil Flip and David Banner when all that yeah, shit was like was first great. first coming. I hated it. I was like, oh fuck this. And uh because he was all he was all about bass. Anything with like a lot of bass, he loves. So he was big on he put me on Dizzy Rascal early. But anyway, when what you know about that came out, I was like, I said to him, I was like, I get it. Now I yeah. understand that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I get it. And I told him I was like, you gotta make me beats like that. And then we broke up. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Alaska, what do you what do you have for for your greatest uh, hook album? So, as I mentioned earlier, I've been like wrestling with this all week, like what to pick. Um, like at one point, I was gonna do uh, Uptown Saturday Night. I was thinking about doing Nori's first record, oh, the, change. Um, the CNN record. I was even like, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna throw a curveball and do Queen Latifah's Unity. Oh, Yo, Black Rain is my Rain. most played COVID album, doggy. Yeah, Black Rain. That's what I'm sorry. Black Rain. I was gonna do that shit, but Yo, um, just another day. <sighs> oh my god, that yeah. was on the door knocker playlist. My wife, I was like, this yeah, is fucking awesome. But I, I always come back to this record, and we don't ever talk about this record. I think on um, call out culture, but Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style. I mean, come on, dude. That's a vanguard. That's every song yeah, is yeah. a fucking hit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. I, I had. When I was writing my list, I had dog food in there in that place. <laughs> Let's play house. Every hook. Let's play house. Cycle like no, you know, smooth. Uh, just so many. No, oh, I don't want to dream about getting paid. Oh my god. <laughs> um, Doggy style is like. It's just like a masterclass. It, I was literally about to say that word. It is like pump, pump, all that shit. Dude, you know even, I mean? even the skit, even like. Uh, everybody's gonna get this the hit. W, w balls, w, w balls. Yeah, like That's... all that shit is fucking. It's it's really just like brilliant hooks, all the it way is. through. It is. I mean, it's. it's, so, it's we can say that. Obviously, a, was the first time that you were like, like parents were outraged, right? But yeah. Like, yes. You were like, they're laughing. They're just joking. Like, you guys, mm-hmm. relax. Like. It was it was a disc that first time I remember that disconnect, but um, oh, it was such a game changing record too. Like I mean, I know everything's been said about Doggy Style already, but I feel because it's become so much a part of everything that we talk about, right? That people like don't talk about it. Anymore. I remember it's funny because I remember I think that came out when I was six, and I remember my dad. I, I was forty nine. <laughs> <laughs> And, His four hundred one k is popping back then. Yeah. my dad he would he would sing gin and juice around the oh house. Oh my god! So much yes. that like I I started singing it as well, and my mom made him change the lyrics to like sipping on apple juice so that I would <laughs> sing something different. But yeah, that, I mean that was probably the first. Your dad I was, was like rolling down the street, broken windows, <laughs> sipping on apple juice, laid back. Yeah. And he would just go around the house singing so much that I would just, you know, kids just pick up on it. And he thought it was hilarious as shit that I was singing it. And I had no idea what I was singing. But then my mom was like, no, he can't. We got to change it up. That's amazing. Sipping on apple juice. <laughs> yeah. Yo, my dad, you said that part. My dad used to go, well, my mind on my money, my money on my mind. Like, my dad was into that shit. The other part That's of the amazing. hook with the fucking 93 rap was, hands. Like, there was so much, like, Angry rapping back then, yeah. like, yes, so much, like ferocity. Like Onyx was big, man. Yeah, they were big. I've never, I've never lived in New York, but it, it felt to me like everybody heard Big Daddy Kane's raw and was like, "That's mm-hmm. how I'm rapping from now on." Um, and it was like, and so there was a lot of angry rapping, and Snoop was the first slow flow, like having fun, making jokes. But like right. the doggy dog world video with the dragons. That's my favorite well, he had song the on the album. In it. 
Yes. Is the dramatics doing the hook? Yeah, present a fabulous but, dramatics. But I, I would say Too Short was like, like that even before Snoop was, like coming in just like slow and laid back West Coast style. Like Too Short was the godfather of that. Yep. Oh, and, and I, I, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a quick break, this Manscaped break, um, and then we'll come back. Can we get a motherfucking moment of silence for this small Manscaped break? <laughs> yeah. It's the Manscaped Minute. Hey, Call Out Culture listeners. I want to let you know about a new sponsor for Call Out Culture. That's right. We're brought to you today by Manscaped, who is the best below-the-waist grooming champions of the god darn world. That's right, Manscaped. They're going to give you precision engineering tools around your family jewels. No more of those rusty scissors with glue on them that your kids were using. No more of those weird, like, kitchen drawer scissors that you're going to use that might give yourself a homemade vasectomy. You're getting the top of the line tools with their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. It's 4.0 and it's the Lawnmower. You ever seen the Fenway Park outfield where they do the sock in the middle of the field? You can do that with your junk with the 4.0. Trust me, I've done it, and I've got the green monster. Well, it used to be green, but now it's not anymore. That's right, so there's over 2 million men worldwide who have used Manscaped and trust Manscaped, and you could get down with this by using the exclusive offer. You're going to get 20% off, free worldwide shipping, if you use the code COC20 at manscaped.com. So you put that code in at checkout, you're going to get hooked up with the whole thing. That's right, 20% off free shipping that code again coc20 and just go to manscaped.com that's 20% free shipping manscaped.com and the goddamn code is coc20 unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job manscaped no more having to use the power sander fellas manscaped the lawnmower 4.0 get your shit tight get it right and go to Manscaped. You can even get other things like underwear. You could get weird, like, not weird, I guess, good smelling lotions to put down there and make your stuff not smell like bleachy and weird like you've been running around all day. You get it all. Just use the code COC20 at manscaped.com and you will get 20% off, free shipping, and a beautiful set of balls. That you could put on your Christmas tree if you want. Show your family. Everybody will be proud. They'll be like, look at my son's balls. They're so taut. So well shorn. And that's all because you went to Manscaped. So be the pride of your mom. Be the jewel in her eye. Go to manscaped.com, mother efforts. Peace. Uh, we're back. Co-op culture. Crossover episode part two with Free Music Empire. Um, okay, cool. So this has been a good one about hooks. Uh, and again, Curly Castro on the road, not able to make it. Um, but again, shouts to you guys if you're listening and then you're fucking with us on Patreon, YouTube, Twitter. We I haven't checked the, the iTunes reviews in a while, but, you know, that's always fun to throw some new reviews at us. Uh, we read them on the air. We, we, we throw some shit back at you if you fuck with us on. <laughs> you, want, you want to trigger us and say funny shit about Alaska's taste which is typically terrible. You can do that all wherever you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the iTunes reviews. Um, okay, so uh, we're going we're gonna to get right to the meat and potatoes very quickly then. Uh, I'll, let, I'll let Dano introduce this segment of the crossover. And I want to kind of uh, tell a story. I think this was, we did this one because we had Fat Tony. We were lucky enough to have Fat Tony from too early to talk about Devin the Dude, the legacy of Devin the Dude. Oh, Devin the Dude. Nice. Devin the Dude's amazing. Devin the Dude. And one of the stories I said was there was a, when I was serving in Korea in the military, there was a, uh, there was one bar. The base was so small. There was one bar. Um, and it's in Korea. There's a jukebox. And everybody's there in the ju- Like everybody's there. The military is Southern. It, it is just, there's mostly Southern folk. Right. And right. so we're all sitting around. Some guy goes to the jukebox, presses play, and it's uh, see what I can pull from the dude, Devin the dude. Wow. And everyone is singing this. Everyone knows every word, every note, every fluctuation of the voice. And I don't know what the fuck is going on. Whoa. West Coast. And just hearing the lyrics and being like, 
did he just say it? it's it's fine and he'll just find another one and you can have his chick like i've never heard that before like you can't do that like the dude by Devin the dude was boo-booing and all this was just like there was just nothing that's a good one that's a good one Devin the dude man fuck every time you see his name on some shit you get happy you're like oh wow like Devin's on his jam that shit he had a hard. song called the uh, Le Grande Nagger. I, I just played it all the time. My wife had this love hate relationship with me, like playing Devin the Dude. It was so funny because sometimes she was like, This is brilliant, like Zeldar and shit, the robots. And, uh, oh, that's awesome. Oh, so good. Fucking Devin the Dude. Yep. That's a good one. Uh, Alaska, do you have something similar to that? Uh, I mean, I don't have anything cool like that, but I. Um, <laughs> One, one hook that always just stays in my head is like when I used to go to New Orleans all the time there was this dude named DJ Jubilee mm. and he had this song called the Jubilee Bounce and just like part of the hook was like trick don't try to front better buy Jubilee his outfit need khaki <laughs> pants a white t-shirt and some chucks for the dance that shit yo wait wait like, yo hold on, on bro. How, how have I mean, you not used this on any of our projects dog you gotta use that shit amazing i mean i'll try to jack it i gotta just figure out how to swing it like ghost go, like ghost face ghost face jacking this shit for like um mighty healthy you know when we hug these mics we get busy that's like some divine yeah. force shit you got you got to steal this DJ Jubilee shit. This shit is right, crazy. I'll steal it for the next Cargo Calls record. Please do. Yeah. I'm gonna write and a then, post-it note. So I, I actually got a question on a hook. It's one of my favorite hooks. The, um, the hook from "Do It Again" by Jay Z. Oh, like yes. 12 a.m. at the Waffle Wait, House. Yes. Right. He jacked that from somebody, right? Yes. I always remember learning. Yes. I just can't figure out who it was. Like I can never find. Oh, any um, fuck. It was like a go-go song, right? yeah um fuck because i remember i heard it and i was like oh my god why did i never connect it to i, f- I can't remember now vacations all i ever wanted oh, my god. damn um, i don't know man yo wow. you, you know you know who we're really forgetting is like a f- i mean i don't have one particular album from him because i remember i bought his greatest hits album and ran it to the ground LL Cool J, All World. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Booming System, Insane. Around Jingling the Way, Jingling Baby. I'm going to knock you out. Mama said knock you out. Hook, incredible. Backseat in my Jeep, let's swing an episode. Doing it. I represent Queen. She was raised out in Brooklyn. Doing it and doing it. and You know what I mean? Like, that shit is bonkers. Yeah. Lounging. Who do you love? I want to lounge with you. Oh, you for sure. I do what I got to do. Who do you love? That's crazy. Going back to Cali. I'm going back to Cali. No, I don't think so. I'm like that. All that shit is so simple. And LL ran that shit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's the jingling baby. Go ahead, baby. The jingling (laughs) baby. Go ahead, baby. You see what I'm saying? Like, calm response, super straightforward shit. You do a show in a club, every girl's going to do that part. And every guy's going to say, go ahead, baby. A jingling baby. Go ahead, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I don't think I realized it. I don't think I realized how special LL was with that shit. <laughs> I listened to pink cookies in a plastic bag getting crushed, getting crushed by, by buildings. Like that, like that song, because no one respects that album. And sometimes I'm like, 14 shots. Yeah, that's a weird album. Grabbed it. I was just like, "Holy!" Like he just LL did shit no one else did. And mm-hmm. give a new another New York one because mostly New York's not on my list. Mostly it's Southern shit. But I will say, "Nice and smooth ain't a damn thing changed." Yo, yeah, yes. nice and smooth were hooked kings. Harmonized like you. I mean, those guys were Greg Nice is a genius. <sighs> Yo, every single rapper alive, whether they know it or not, like I was just listening to some shit the other day. It was some, it, it might have been like Young Dolph or some shit. Yep. And no, it was British. It was this dude, um, uh, Heady One, this UK dude, or Big Heady or Heady One, right? He does the Greg Nice flow on some songs. So, and I'm like, this, sh- whether you know it or not, like you're tapping into like 89. 
doing that shit. You know what I mean? Like the like the landing on the one syllable. You know what I mean? Like and and using your your energy on that part. Like that shit is hard. Yeah, that shit is crazy. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna hit you with one of my all time favorite guys. You ready for this? Do it. Drake. Yes. I'm a big Drake dude. I love mm. I love Drake. Mm. But but my path to Drake was like. This dude's a soft. This dude's a bitch. He's he's corny. Right, he's right. basically just he's basically just taking 808s and heartbreak and being like, what if this album never ended? What if someone just kept making this album? So all of that shit, his first couple of joints to me was just all 808s churned out again and again and again while Kanye moved on. Right. right. So when I got to um, nothing was the same. And I was like, yo, started from the bottom is the hardest shit in the world. Worst behavior, hardest shit in the world. Worst, you know. What I mean, just say that shit. But my worst behavior, motherfuckers never loved us. You know, what I mean, I'm like every person. This is a child actor from Clean Cut Ass Toronto talking <laughs> about motherfuckers never loved us, and that's like the most universal shit to say. Motherfuckers never loved us. Yeah. Worst behavior, like that shit is hard. And then started from the bottom. Now we hit. Started from the bottom down, my whole team fucking hit. Started from the bottom down, hit like so easy. And I was just like, "Yo, this is crazy." And I remember he said, like, he came up with those hooks because he heard "Watch the Throne" when they did "End Bombs in Paris." Right. When he heard Kanye say, "That shit cray, that shit cray, that yeah. shit cray," he was like, "I gotta be even simpler than that." What's simpler than that? Started from the bottom, now we hit. That's it. That's the fucking hook. You know what I mean? Or like worst I behavior. I remember yeah. the first time I heard started from the bottom. I was like, this beat has been stripped for parts. There's just nothing to it. Mm-hmm. Like this, this, this hook is so simple and repetitive. Like, right. what are you doing? And then the second time I heard it, I was like, damn you. Yes. Like, yeah. And then he awesome. fucking he goes back to another incredible hook album. Mace Harlem World. Now, who's hot? Who not? Tell me who rock. Who tell us? Wow. Yeah. Mace is the fucking king, bro. When you play Harlem World, you're like, yo, he could have ran this shit for 10 years. And that second album is so bad. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so (laughs) double up is a disaster. Disaster. It's, It's so bad. But like Harlem World, he had it that one year. Everything he did was crazy. You know what I mean? That album is is along those lines too. But like when I heard Drake on that banging ass song start doing the Mace shit, I was like, he knows, he knows what it is. You know what I mean? Knows. That's my choice. Can Can I drop a couple quick New York centric folks? Do it. it. Mm -hmm. And these are these are strictly like get the club bananas, folks. Dmx. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, and. MOP. Yo, like you, just nobody you, talks about MOP. You want to you want to hear something slick about MOP? Yeah, they're the new Run DMC. Hmm. Love it. It's raw screaming back and forth guys. Yeah, it's, it's Run DMC. I got I got a I got an MOP story with uh, with Sage Francis. The <laughs> Rock the Bells. Rock the Bells, it's like the second, third stage next to the picnic tables kind of shit. Mm-hmm. MOP goes on. The crowd loves it, right? They're screaming. They're doing ad-libs. What? MOP? What? Yep. Now, uh, Epic Beard Men come up next, right? Be <laughs> Sage Francis. And they, like, start doing MOP ad-libs. <laughs> Fire! Fire! <laughs> MOP! Right. Like, that. Yep. So confused and just like rap a dude. Let's just do it too. It was hilarious. Dude, like Dilla half of donuts is fucking MOP adlibs. Right. Like seriously. Like you know what I mean? Like, yo, 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 yo. Like that yo, MOP putting acapellas on 12 inches was like the best career move they ever made. Because Mad Lib and Dilla ran through that shit. Oh Oh my god. Right. Like it was like how Pete Rock was with Biz and Kane. Dylan Madlib were like all MOP on everything I make. Yeah. MOP yelling. You know what I mean? That shit is stupid hot. 
Warriors, yeah, I mean, one of those albums, if you've got to fight somebody, just you listen to Warriors and you're ready. Like it is just <laughs> to me, that's the hardest album ever made of all time. That's fair. Warriors. Warriors is hard as shit. Every which way. Sorry, it's a mosquito in my house. Yep. That show is stupid crazy. Uh cool. Why don't we take our our, our last manscape break? And we'll wrap up the crossover episode. It was me, Zilla Rocka, Alaska. Dan O, K Diggy, Curly Castro slaying it with Prem Rock somewhere in the world on the East Coast. Crush a lot podcast presents a score to settle volume one. The remixes produced entirely by the expert. Featuring the juggernauts of the underground scene. Riggs, Mooch, Mav, Smooth, B.A. Bad, Bub Styles, Lloyd Juco, A-Sun Eastwood, Fast Life, Adonis, D-Polo, and more. Go check it out in Bandcamp right now with a special bonus track by yeah, yeah, Zilla yeah, Rocka. Yeah. Expensive clothes, man, I'm who she chose. That's a feast for crows, cause that's how it goes. My sour highs and my sweet and lows. The winter snows froze the winter rose. Check it out right now. A score to settle the remixes on Bandcamp and DSPs coming soon. Crush it out podcast. Peace. Hey friends, it's me. Your friendly neighborhood podcast host in Alaska. And I'm here to tell you about an exciting new project that I just released with my friend Jason Griff. You might know Jason Griff from his many appearances on the Call Out Culture podcast, as well as his groundbreaking work with the Griff Scorsese Midnight Express album. Also, his solo project, Fireside Chats. You need a sweater and a bearskin rug for that one, fellas. Anyway, we just dropped a new record called Human Zoo. And Human Zoo examines the cages that we put around society and the self-imposed cages we put around ourselves. It features exciting tracks like Reboot featuring Batboy Sharif and Animal Farm featuring Love Ulysses. We also have additional vocals from the likes of Alex Ludovico. Not Ludovico, Ludovico with a C. See what I'm saying there, people? And Premrock. And then the All Hook All the Time track featuring vocal stylings from Curly Castro, Zilla Rocka, Def C, Rob Sonic, Breezley Bruin, and Open Mike Eagle. If you like the rap music, folks, you're gonna want to get this record. It's a must-have for every true aficionado, and you could get it at insubordinaterecords.com. Alaska, out. Yeah, Steel's Kitchen, a new compilation from us, Wrecking Crew. Follow-up to last year's Raheem's Lament, dropping June 4th at WreckingCrew.BandCamp.com. All new joints from Shrapnel, Career Crooks, Cargo Colts. All new solo songs from me, Small Pro, Curly Castro, and Prem Rock. Alaska's on there. Marcus Penn's doing cuts all up and then out. Peace. Fresh Kill's got a beat on there. Shouts to Canada. We got Jason Griff on this piece. Stan Ipkiss, Fatboy Sharif, our very dear friend. Scorsese, rest in peace. He's on there. Yo, man, Disco Vietnam, Dose 4 GW, Whew. mastered by Cryptic, one of Adam's fam, and artwork and design by PQ, Family Affair, and our family's the illest, Wrecking Crew Steals Kitchen, June 4th, get it. We're back from the Tostitos Manscaped combo break, you know what I mean, eat your Tostitos, then shave your balls, do whatever you gotta do out here, you know what I mean, crop it out, so... <laughs> So uh, this is our final segment here on the best rap albums and best hooks and whatever. You get the gist. We're just having a good fucking time. Um, all right. So we're going to wrap up with a last part about like f- first time here in hooks. Dan, oh, man, this is your shit. Or just run with it. Just <laughs> Beautiful, man. So like a couple off the top. First thing, I had a friend who sunk all of his money into his car. Like he, always he, a great idea. Great every, idea. 
That's how you that's how you make money every day is you put money into a car. He was just like every available all his his whole paycheck went to this car. So he was always in the car doing something. Uh so I would go with him because I didn't have a license. And so it was a perfect marriage there. And when I remember we turned on the radio and bombs over Baghdad came on. Yeah. We jumped around in the car like children. We were just so excited. Yeah. So exciting to hear. For a while, it felt like Outcast was just doing completely, doing a completely different kind of music than anyone in the world. That song was fucking amazing. Yeah, absolutely. The video is great still. The other one I would say, and I hated Little Wayne. I was like just big on gross jokes and da 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 da. But then my people from New Orleans gave me the block is hot. And life. Yep. Like, look, Young Wayne is one of the best young rappers of all young rapper time. Right. Right. I agree. Like 16, 17 in the booth. It's hard to do better than Young Wayne. Great call. I like that. Yeah. All right, what you got, Lasky? You got anything in that uh, in that wheelhouse? Um, I mean, I think one that just always like I always remember like the first time I heard it was uh, "Shimmy Shimmy Ya." Ooh. Yeah. Like that shit is just a magical moment. No, nobody else in the world can do it, or could have done it, or will be able to do anything like that ever since. It was just like that special man at that special one moment in time. You can you can go on my IG right now on like my IG uh IGTV and there's a clip of me and Castro doing shimmy shimmy y'all live in like 2019 with a full band and people are losing their fucking mind at that show. Yeah. And at that point that was our biggest show ever in Philly opening for Rock Him. So like that joint is a go-to forever. Like shouts to old dirty. That joint rules the world. Yeah, it's, it. it's amazing. Part of me feels like Shimmy Shimmy Ya is where it became like a religion. It was where like Shh. we were like, sure, you got the knowledge over here, you've got the like method man star power over here, but like, we've got this bit of madness, this pearl of madness that no one can ever duplicate. Uh, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. What do you got, K Diggy? I'm gonna go with. I think like uh, and so we're because I I'm gonna go with slipping from DMX because it was just something that it's weird because I I heard first heard that song when I you know I was I will go I was a twelve year old kid living in the suburb of Portland Maine and yet there was something about that hook hearing it the first time that really resonated with me mm. and I think it kind of like ties into what. You know, like a good hook, like Drake. Drake is, to t- kind of tie back to what you're saying, he's gifted at that. Right. He's able to find like that morsel of truth in 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 something and right. just mm-hmm. figure out a way to communicate in the most simple, simplistic, addictive way. And for me, like slipping, like was that for me? Like wow. Like I, I mean, I grew up on, like I literally grew up on a circle, so I'm not not from like a hard background but there was something about that hook that was so universal that even me like a 12 year old kid could like connect with it and and did you know what he was saying when he's like i'm slipping i'm falling i can't get up did you know what that was from no it's from something it's like from some old ass commercial when like old people fall down the steps yeah it was they they had like a necklace they would push a button they go i've fallen and i can't get up yeah, it was, it was the Netherlands. Um, it was this old lady. She falls and she's like, "Help me! I fall and, and I can't, I can't get, up. get up." He made that shit sound so hard, though. He did, yeah. right? <laughs> that's, I mean, that's a gift that him and guys like Drake have. They know how to take right. something in and, and make it universal. Like, take a truth and make it universal, and break it down. You know, that's like that's a good one. In your high school was tearing up listening to slip <laughs> they were just like they were like, like he's like he's like get back on my feet so i can tear shit up yeah, yeah. 
that's a good one wow slipping i remember oh i love that shit um i want to throw one out there there's no real hook the whole song is a hook regulate warren g and they talk the entire song is a fucking chorus i was very close to including this album right like i love this album uh regulate warren g yeah love warren g because warren g wasn't like an average guy rapper right you know what I mean? He wasn't like sitting there trying to be like, I'm the normal one. Y'all are weird. Right. Was, like his songs were like this DJ. <laughs> it was just like, he was just rapping because he loved rapping. He seemed yeah. connected to right. those old, like, you know, yeah. It takes two to make the thing go right. Yes. Like, era of rap. Yes. Um, so I was going to use that, but the entire song is a hook basically. And then I was thinking, like, what what hooks like blew me away? Um, it's it might just be ready to die, like Juicy Big Papa, One More Chance remix, like all of those, like ran the world. Yep. And so, yeah. it it's I, I can't even pick one. Like I remember, I remember just hearing phrases people would repeat from those songs. So like Juicy. People to me around me weren't singing the hook. They were saying birthdays was the worst days. And we sip champagne when we thirsty. Like that was the part people were saying. They were like making a hook out of big. You know what I mean? And then Big Papa was like, um, what's the line from Big Papa when he says like, I can't remember, but like, you know, I love it when you call me big, but throw your hands in the air. That's like. They got the gun up in you. I see, I see some ladies tonight that should be having my baby, baby. You know I mean, like that's crazy. And then, and then one more chance remix is. Cra- I mean, it's that shit is like. What's up? The, the point needs to be made about like New York hip hop that was so fucking weird, and it's in the Biggie documentary. To, to your point, yes, Biggie was in the same block. Him was jazz dude, puppet dude who had been in all the jazz bands, and he Biggie would hang out and freestyle to his trumpet. And the dude was like, "You've got to make your flow like an instrument." Like, yeah, do do Count Basie for me when you come back, and he did. The motherfucker was, he was the ultimate weapon, bro. Like he was bred to be that shit. And then his right. uncles were fucking Toastmasters in Jamaica. He would go to fucking Jamaica. And spend time down there, and no one around him ever knew this shit. For thirty years, no one knew he was just absorbing all of the two. Like, here's the best American music to study: jazz. Here's the best music in the world: reggae. Boom. Now go rap. You know, <laughs> he that wasn't fair. And then uh, last but not my, my my one quick honorable mention. Uh, I said it at the beginning, like Slum Village. When I heard, I like again. My my old rap partner was like always pushing them on me, and I'm like, these guys are fucking garbage. They can't even rhyme. They got weird voices. I don't get it. But when I played, I don't know why the fuck I'm fucking with you. I was like, I get it. The chorus is, I don't know why the fuck I'm fucking with you. I don't know. I don't know why the fuck I'm fucking with. Like every dude has been with a or woman's been with a man, being like, I don't know why the fuck I'm fucking with you. Like I don't get it. Why are we together? That shit was great. And it was hearing them over like, you know, some like soulful James Brown, Pete Rock type shit saying the most ignorant, vulgar shit in the world. And I was always like, oh, Slum Village is like wild dudes. They're wild, even though they're it's like beige and like earth tone, LRG, neo soul. okay, player. They're like, nah, we're going to fucking strip club. We're talking about get this money, raise it up. You know, like climax girl shit songs about orgies that's what we're about and i was always like oh talk about trojan horse in it but i didn't really get that till i heard i don't know why the fuck i'm fucking with you so there you go i just want to toss that one out there for slum alaska how do you feel about Daz effects do they deserve to be here or is this (laughs) no novelty (laughs) how do you feel about all that i mean i love Daz effects but they don't deserve to be here Wow, they don't get a spot out here. Yeah, no, hell no. <laughs> no, who does deserve to be here though? Maybe Dead Prez. Just for bigger than hip hop. 
It one one of the best singles ever. Just what an what an invented dubstep. That's the birth of yeah. dubstep. That's all for better or for worse. Yeah. And then I'm I'm Dan. I'm surprised you didn't you didn't put Capital Punishment on there, dog. Yeah. No, I love Capital Punishment, and I I I think <laughs> Warning is the best first song. I love Warning, uh, as as a first song, and his hooks were great. Oh, beware! You mean I gave you fair warning? Beware! I mean, still not player hook crazy. Yep. You ain't a killer, crazy hook. Glamour life. Not Fat Joe. How to widen the scope? Everybody thinks Fat Joe is like this natural A and R guy. Oh no, no, yeah. Boomerang hook crazy. Came up crazy. Parental discretion. Parental discretion advised. Get out of here! That shit was awesome. He also knew how to come in with the crazy lines. Remember that Y Clef song? The Caribbean Connection, man. And like the the first line is just like shit on the whole industry. And being like shit on the whole industry. Who got more styles than pun? Oh, and I have a quick theory, real quick. Um, I was listening to uh, Boogie Down Productions over the weekend, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, there's like bazillion hooks on the first two albums, right? Yep. But I realized KRS One fell off because he stopped listening to white music. Mm. <laughs> like on that Billy album, Joel hooks is what you're saying. He was doing Billy Joel hooks, Hall of Notes, Beatles. He was doing white shit all over those albums, and then he stopped, and he just became like, "I am hip hop. I am the culture. B boys, pens with graffiti in them, like." He became so serious as like a like a like a like a thought leader before right, that shit existed. A cult leader. Yeah, 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 like a, like literally a cult leader versus being like, yo, this Paul McCartney song's hot. How do I steal it? Yo, this Linda Ronstadt shit is kind of cracking. How do I use it? You know what I mean? Whereas the first two BDP joints is all. There it is. Yep. No, you got to You got to stay loose and. <laughs> he, he really hardened up and just became like the least interesting version of himself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just, he should have been listening like Sting or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> so, so Z, can, can I read a couple quick reviews that we got? Sure. Oh, sure. Let's do it. Let's right, let's so end it down. One, one of them is really magical. I love it. Okay. Um, so this one's a five star review from uh, Sabir two zero zero seven. Nice. It's just discovered and digging it. They play. Uh, I'm playing catch up. Glad I found this podcast. Love hearing the indie label talk of the '90s and the 2000s. But nice. this one's the the gold right here. Just a beer. And this this is from MT Harris 78. <laughs> One star. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Rough listen. Everyone could do a podcast these days. Sheesh. He wrote, he wrote a sheesh. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the production of this. Everyone talking over each other, the lack of editing out of necessary content, out of unnecessary content, and frankly, multiple inaccurate comments made this a really rough listen. I'm speaking specifically of the comment episode. The attempts at humor fail for the most part, and they sound like a bunch of bitter rappers. I'm actually surprised that Sean, who I like a lot, does a really good job, professional work, can't knock the hustle, shove, uh, and uh, the questions, agree to be on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, was, was that your dad who the fuck was, wrote yeah. that? that was dad, your father your yeah. father wrote that. my father he's a huge comic fan loves comic <laughs> loves comic fan by the way yeah. make sean Kantrowitz the jeopardy host you cowards sean is the greatest <laughs> give it to him sean is incredible shouts yeah, to alaska shouts to alaska repping co-op culture scoring man, scoring a very mean well, man very respectable 10 out of 15. You can't touch yeah. the God over here. I'm repping for everybody. 15 out of 15. That's like that's like a D minus I scored. I got like 66%. Listen, man. Listen, we standardized test has we've it, it, don't, no children left behind. We're not fuck with all that. In your heart, you know the answers. You put 10 uh, out of actually, 15. I did it on a lot of those. They <laughs> like were hard. The crate digging ones. I was like, I have no idea. They were wild hard. I would have fucked yeah. up on that. I, I got a lucky, lucky draw that day when I went on. But shouts to Sean. Everybody should check out the questions. Yep. Uh, hip hop yeah. trivia game and can't knock the shuffle when it comes back. Everybody should be checking for your music empire. Yo, go fucking Ooh. subscribe, man. Yo, yeah. all the all the all the subscribers get the flash shit early. You get all these episodes early. You get 
exclusive content in the inbox. I love it. I subscribe to it. I like to read Dan. When I'm just rather don't I don't feel like doing work at my job. I just read some Dan over real quick. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> this is also, the content. They got the I'm fresh hats. Sure. They got the fresh fire oh, hats you can ooh. get. Yeah. Bong, they're out here now. The beanies, the hats, live from the apocalypse. The, and it was cool. Once I set up permission to write the weirdest fucking shit and be it's like, let me give it to the subscribers. Let's do it. Me to dissect the writing of Donald Goins, you know? Why not? And uh, it was fucking cool. It was. It's been a lot of fun to do. I wrote about like the late, the last five years of Billy Holiday's musical career last week. It was super fun. Um, That's great, dude. I'm like I don't know who's gonna like it, but whatever, we'll do it. Fuck it, man. Yo, it's over <laughs> for you guys. Uh, anything you guys want to plug real quick? Beside the website, the hats, the beanies website the notebooks oh notebooks killing it i, Got I love the notebooks the uh but yeah we want to say uh but yeah first of all yes the youtube channel subscribe to the youtube channel more crazy interviews coming uh subscribe to, to the website you could subscribe to us on any of your you know <clears throat> spotify google you know apple's podcast but the thing is you're gonna get like you're gonna be ten episodes behind. True. Where the actual subscribers are. True. So, you know, we interviewed Chumzilla last week. He gave us jewels, gems. Mm-hmm. Nice. You know, we've got crazy people coming. Uh, that I mean, it's just it's awesome. Like when when I start this shit, I'm just doing it to do it. I don't think anybody cares. <laughs> and, like people start caring. And then I start to ask people if they can do stuff. And they're like, I'd love to. And I'm like, you'd love to? This is great. <laughs> what a life. So That's awesome. Yeah, man. And with, with State of the Game, we didn't even really start it to get big or anything. We just, we didn't think about this. <laughs> we were just like, let's discover more about the music we like. Let's just. Yep. Yeah. And that's really it's One big. of the good things that came out of COVID. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you guys do a fucking great job, man. Like yeah. seriously, it's wonderful. So I'm I'm excited to see where you guys keep taking it. You know, what do you think of next? You want to write about some wild shit? I'm reading it. You want to interview <laughs> dope ass indie dudes? I'm, I watch them. Usually, I watch the episodes when I'm folding clothes. That's when I get the Dano K Diggy time in. You yeah, know? Man. I'm only doing laundry once a week, but you know, just give me a heads up. That's when I. I'm just I'm just in the basement by myself with the YouTube on the phone, banging yeah. it. You know, he's no one talking to me. That's my favorite. Oh, what J Cole was rapping about. <laughs> in the podcast in the podcast space, by the way, somebody call a culture should think about having on. We had Dylan Green on Ooh. a while. Uh, Cinema Sci, real real notes. Great kid. New, new Music Friday, great writer, great music thinker. He is. Yep. And he was so dope. Like it's 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 up right now. He was he's so intelligent, he's so smart, but he's also very conversationally kind. Yes, he's very kind. Very free, moving, flowing. And he brought he brought music we weren't listening to to the table. Um, it was it was great. <laughs> yeah, he put me onto that uh, injury reserve shit. I wasn't really fucking with that. And he put me onto that. Great kid. Yo, I'm whenever he edits the episode we did together. At the end of the episode, my, my basement started f- flooding violently, so I had to cut it short. <laughs> but uh, shouts, that's when we had fucking tornadoes in Philly and Jersey. I was recording with him while my, my basement was just draining water everywhere. So shouts to him. He's a good kid. Yeah, I like him. Um, Alaska, you got anything, my man? No, I'm good, man. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah, good, uh, I mean, you know, uh, Human Zoo is out. Yep. It is. That's true. Yeah. That's a fact. That <laughs> is a fact. So go find it. Go find yep. it. Um, have you gotten your, your artist profile straight out on Spotify and Apple Music? So it's not like no, some man, Spanish I've dude. been trying and it just it, I can't get them to do anything. So I, okay. I don't like Spotify anyway as it is. So I'm not really pushing for it. I don't give a shit. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um uh Vegas Vic. Uh, every week I say, "Oh, we got we're, we we found out the vinyls in hand," and then a week goes by and I don't fucking see the vinyl. I don't know where it is. 
vinyl sucks, man. This is a pain in the ass. So you can still f- fuck with the record on all the DSPs. You can get the tapes and CDs. Uh, I got an interview with uh, Next Movement that should be out. And then with uh, Real Notes with the homie Cinema Side, Dylan Green. So that, that's a good nice. breakdown of the album. And then um, probably in the next week or two, I'll start teasing me and Small Pro's album. So that, that Career Crooks mm-hmm. album, Never at Peace. I just uh, approved everything with the, the the manufacturer for all the merch. So we'll probably start fucking talking about that like end of the month, early November-ish. So there you go. You heard AKA it here first. The Philly Ingredient, a.k.a. The Philly Ingredient. The Philly Ingredient. So there it is. Well, boys, it's been a blast. Um, I'm, hopefully Always. we don't get another one star review. Uh, talk about <laughs> talking over each other. The audio quality's trash. We, where our jokes are terrible. Man, fuck you, man. Alaska's dad's so out of pocket. I can't believe he just sat there and wrote that shit about us. But whatever. Not nah, I mean, like, bad I reviews are the best ones. They are uh, the greatest. I mean, yeah. I wanted the fact that somebody can get so upset about something that's free. <laughs> I don't even like. I was about to say I'm totally indifferent to anybody's comments or reviews. I probably won't even see them. Like mm-hmm. uh, managing the Free Music Empire site for like over ten years, the comments just are so brutally insane. It's, it's like someone insulting you, but you read it ten times just to understand it. You're like, what? Uh, am I an orchid? And how is that an ins? I don't understand. What's going on? And you just move on with your life. It's exactly. Yeah. So directly. It's fun them. to laugh at them because it neuters them. Yep. True. <laughs> yeah. And and that dude has definitely now listened to about four more episodes since the one with Sean. Oh yeah. Yep. He's definitely he's probably going most. back. Yeah. He's like, I, I I I hate these rascals. Let me play four more. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. He's not. I was still talking over each other. <laughs> <laughs> If you listen to Call Out Culture, pay attention to the wording of the episodes. <laughs> if it's a lineage of greatness, that True. means something, right? True. If it's yeah. what we to talk about or we need to talk about, that's a different thing. That's a crapshoot. That is. Who the fuck knows? And then, and then, and when, when, and when I did the call out episode with Donda in the crib, that was that was a wild time too. When when Philly was literally flooded underwater, four feet oh of, of rain. God. That was fun too. Great work. Right. Oh, rap music plug. Have you seen uh have you seen Rohan's 42 minute Donda review? I haven't I haven't got the guy's stamina after listening to it and then doing a whole episode about it by myself. I was like, I can't I can't go back to this Donda world. I can't do it, bro. <laughs> like that. Like he like maps his whole life within the span of Kanye and it's just difficult. And it's it's amazing. It's like a one play thing. But like a review, it's it's. All right, that, I might make time for that one. Yeah, because think about that—it's forty-five minutes, and it's not even half as long as Donda. It's like forty percent of Donda. That's crazy. <laughs> it's also got a fifteen-minute clip that is the most brutally personal shit. Uh, see, it's dark. Just a rap music plug podcast too. Oh, cool. Oh. All right, gang. Been fucking awesome. Thanks for coming Absolutely. on. Thanks for listening wherever you guys are. Leave us a one star review. We're gonna fucking laugh at you. There you go. Boom. Bye bye, March. Peace. Peace. Peace.